Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Greetings, Alaska Watch listeners. I hope this finds you safe. I know everybody is sick of hearing about the uh, coronavirus, aka the COVID 19, but um, I feel like, uh, you know, this is uh, something significant that's going on, so I feel like we need to address it. Um, <clears throat> I am safe. Uh, everybody I know so far is safe. Uh, I don't know anybody that has it, although I do know. I know people that know people that have it, if that makes any sense. Like I know somebody whose daughter-in-law has it. And, uh, I think I I know somebody else who has a friend that has it. So, or has been tested positive anyway. Um, a lot of, a lot of weird, a lot of weird stuff going on right now. These are strange times. Um, uh, I can just, um, you know, all I really have to say about it is, uh, I just urge you all to please, 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 uh, follow the guidelines that are out. Uh, don't, don't go out unless you really have to. Um, I see a lot of people breaking that rule. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, speaking about Alaska specifically, you know, up here, you know, we're kind of in a unique, a unique situation in this where we could have, um, probably stopped it cold and just stopped all flights coming to Alaska for a couple of weeks, uh, other than like cargo flights, uh, for supplies and probably might've been able to head it off to where there were no cases up here. Uh, they didn't do that. Um, and they still haven't stopped all flights coming in. People are still allowed to, to come and go. And, uh, you know, I, I'm of two minds about it. On the one hand, I get it. You know, you don't want to take, take away people's, uh, ability to travel. Uh, you know, it's one of our, our rights that we have that a lot of other countries don't have is the ability to just move around at will and uh, go place to place with, you know, not really any, uh, permissions or documentation or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a different time. Uh, you know, we've got this, uh, this pandemic that's going around and, um, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I think, you know, we were in a, a very, uh, unique position, uh, to just stop the virus from coming up here. And, uh, they, they didn't do it, uh, right or wrong. And, uh, it's up here now. I think right now, I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but I think right now we're at, uh, right around, um, 60 some cases. And, uh, it seems like it's growing a little bit every day. We don't have any in my town right now. Uh, but there's kind of a caveat to that. Technically there is one that's listed through the CDC guidelines as being in my town, but, uh, the person that has it is just a resident of my town and is not actually in my town and did not get to my town with it. They traveled into Anchorage and I guess when they got off the airplane, they were feeling kind of sick or whatever. They went to the doctor and self-quarantined and they turned out to have it. And, uh, they've been in Anchorage the entire time and never actually made it, uh, onto the Kenai Peninsula. So that's, uh, that's kind of unique. Also, Alaska 
as of right now, does not have any deaths from uh, COVID-19, but that's technically not true. Uh, there was an Alaska resident that died from it in Washington. And according to the CDC guidelines, that counts as an Alaska death somehow. I, I don't know. It's the federal government. So, you know, there you go. I, I don't understand how or why it works like that, but it does. Um, seems kind of strange to me by those rules. Uh, you know, since I'm an Alaska resident, if I go to Africa and contract malaria and die, according to the CDC, does that mean Alaska had a malaria death? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I'm sure it's like that for a reason. Uh, just uh, last week, the governor mandated that uh, all people returning to Alaska from the lower 48 are to self-isolate for 14 days. Um it's a mandate, but they're, I don't really know how they're enforcing it. Uh, basically, they're just telling you, hey, when you get out of the airport, go to your hotel room or your residence or your friend's house or wherever you're going to be staying and stay there for 14 days and don't leave. Not really any official, I guess, documentation or enforcement going on on that. Again, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's the way they're doing it. Um, I think most of the cases we have up here are travel related. There's a few that are not. Um, and by that, I mean, uh, somebody traveled, came here, their case is travel related, but the people that they had contact with through their day-to-day lives and infected, those are not travel related cases because they got them from a person, uh, that was here. So, uh, it's interesting. It's a interesting time. I hope, uh, you guys are staying safe. Uh, you know, Listen, listen to the guidelines, do what they say, minimize your contact with others for now. Um, honestly, for me, uh, it's, not, it's not that big of a change. I'm a very, um, I'm an introvert. I don't go out a lot. I don't socialize a lot. Uh, you know, on my days off, I am either at home or in the woods. You know, I don't really, you know, I may go shopping here and there. I may, you know, do, uh, go out to eat every now and then. But for the most part, you know, I don't go to parties really. I don't go over to friends' houses. I don't do stuff like that. I stay at home um, and mind my own business pretty much for the most part. So uh, I can't imagine how people who are very uh, social are getting through this. I guess they're spending a lot of time uh, on FaceTime or something. But uh, literally for me, I have made almost no changes in my lifestyle except uh, they've changed our schedule on my day job. Uh, we're now working like week on week off, which when I first heard about it, I was thrilled. And then I realized that, uh, on the week off, I'm literally on call 24 seven. And that means I can't drink and I can't be more than an hour away from home or my job. So that means I can't really do anything. Um, I can't go squatching. The place where I like to go is about an hour and 45 minutes away. Uh, so that put the kibosh on that. And, uh, you know, I don't really drink that much anymore anyway. So uh, uh, that kind of took that option away anyway. But uh, here I am. I've, I think uh, as of right now, I've watched uh, four out of the seven Police Academy movies on Netflix. And uh, I've worked on my book a little bit. Uh, that's right. Uh, B 
Beans is working on a, uh, a Port Chatham book. Actually, it's not all about Port Chatham. It's about the Kenai Peninsula, but a, a good portion of it is about Port Chatham. So uh, I don't know when that's going to be done. I'm actually in the very early stages of it. I think I'm on chapter five-ish or six-ish. So I have to write <clears throat> the rest of that, uh, you know, get it uh, proofread and uh, edited and all that good stuff before it's ready for publication. Haven't quite decided if I'm going to submit it for publication or if I'm just going to try and self-publish it uh, through Amazon or something. I, I really, I don't know. I'm kind of of two minds about it. Um, you know, if any of you guys have any experience uh, publishing your own books, uh, let me know. What do you What do you think uh, is the best way to go? I, I understand that self-publishing, uh, there's a little bit better profit margin, uh, but you're also kind of limited uh, as to the exposure of your book, you know, it's pretty much, you can just get it through Amazon. Uh, but I believe, I mean, that's where most people shop anyway. So I don't really, I don't know. Uh, I guess it cuts down on some of the, the, maybe the spur of the moment sales where people are walking through a bookstore and see it and just, uh, snatch it off the shelf. But, uh, you know, you, you also, by being on Amazon, I mean, you're literally in, um, it, it every, they touch everybody's fingers, you know, all they have to do is hear about your book and they can look it up right then and there and either download it to uh, their device or order a, a hard copy of it. So I don't know, uh, lots of decisions to be made, uh, lots of things to, uh, to ponder. Um, yeah. So that, all that being said, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm just kind of freestyling here. I don't really have anything in sp- uh, particular that I wanted to talk about, I kind of had an idea in my head that I was going to, uh, talk about, uh, conspiracies today, uh, conspiracies involving Bigfoot kind of mainly because of all the, um, crazy conspiracy stuff I've been seeing on my, uh, social media feeds about the coronavirus and stuff like that. And it kind of got me to uh, chuckling and thinking about all the crazy conspiracies about Bigfoot. So I kind of thought that, I would just riff a little bit about conspiracies and <clears throat> conspiracy theories today. And it's not necessarily specifically Alaska related, but you know, uh, I like to, I like to talk about different topics and expand things. And, you know, last episode was all about Alaska cryptids. So I figured, you know, I could get off with, uh, with an easy one today. And plus, you know, we all need a little distraction to get away from uh, current events. So, you know, when it comes to conspiracies, when I was younger, I was really, um, I was really on board with a lot of conspiracies. You know, I would read about things and I would think, man, that's, you know, that's gotta be true. And that makes sense. And kind of, as I get older, um, I just, uh, things just kind of, they don't seem as plausible to me anymore. And I think that kind of comes a little bit with experience and, uh, you know, as you make your way through the world and you kind of learn how things are and the way things work, then, you know, I think things, that seem a little bit more fantastical to you can, can, uh, you know, you can get jaded towards it and just say, well, no, that's, that's just not, that's just not possible. Uh, I tried to say plausible and possible. So, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't conspiracies. I mean, there certainly are, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the government doesn't have secrets. It certainly does. But, uh, I think a lot of the more fantastical conspiracies, uh, just don't hold a whole lot of water. Uh, what people forget, and I'm going to touch a lot on government conspiracies when I talk about this, you know, I've said this a few times before, 
uh, I've worked for the government pretty much my entire adult life, uh, pretty much from the time I think I was 21 uh, until right now. I have worked for the government in some capacity or another. I've worked, you know, for the Department of Defense, uh, you know, for local county governments, for city governments, state governments. You know, I've worked in some kind of governmental capacity for years and years and years now. And uh, pretty much uh, since I joined the military, I don't think I've had a job that wasn't government. Oh, no, that's not true. I did have like a, a little retail job right after I got in the military. Um but uh, I've worked for the government a long time. Uh, I've been, you know, around. I had a a um, security clearance when I was in the military. And, uh, you know, I just have to say that uh, people like to, to imagine the government as this shadowy, you know, puppeteer kind of thing. And uh, they, they lose sight. You know, the government, ladies and gentlemen, the government is you okay it's your friends your neighbors your family the people in your town uh you know it's made up of people around you that live in your cities and neighborhoods that shop at the same stores that you do you know they partake of life just like you uh only they may hold an office uh of responsibility so you know that being said uh, i don't buy a whole lot into the, you know, the government's going to do this. They're going to impose martial law. They're going to take over. They're going to enslave us and put us in FEMA camps and Walmart and stuff like that. And, uh, I'll tell you, you know, the <laughs> kind of bluntly, uh, the government wants you to keep working and paying your taxes. They don't want to enslave you because then if they do the, you're not, they're not going to get paid. So, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't read a whole lot into, into that kind of stuff. Um, now they may tax you, uh, into oblivion, uh, to take your money, but they're not going to round you up and put you in a Walmart, uh, parking lot, uh, and then have to feed and clothe and give you medical care, uh, for, for no reason. I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's not a lot of, uh, profit in, in anything to, for anybody in that. So I think you kind of have to look at, uh, you know, where's, where's the, where's the bigger profit margin here? If I keep working and slaving on my day-to-day life and paying my taxes, or if I am uh, confined to a Walmart parking lot, <laughs> I, that's just my opinion though. You know, I am sure there's going to be plenty of people that disagree with me and they're going to come up with all these reasons why I'm full of crap and the government is going to hurt us all up and uh, put uh, chemicals in our body and, I don't know, trade us to the Space Brothers for, uh, you know, some kind of space age material. I, I, I don't know. And that being said, you know, coming back to the whole Bigfoot thing, I hear a lot of people out there on podcast and, and, and on social media. And I always hear this, you know, the same phrase come over and they say, I think the government's tracking these things. And I, I'm, I'm curious to, to understand how that works because, uh, if that was the case, if the government could track something as elusive as Bigfoot, why are there fugitives from justice 
why are there people that are on the run? Why is there an FBI top 10 most wanted list? Uh, if we can track Bigfoot through the massive amounts of forest and wilderness in, in America, how come we can't catch bad guys in our own backyard? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me in that regard, I guess. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think the government uh, is is tracking these things. I don't think they're really aware of them. Uh, don't get me wrong; there might be a file somewhere in some park ranger's drawer with a few sightings or reports. You know, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't happen. I'm just saying that you know the government as a whole really doesn't give a shit about Bigfoot. Uh, honestly. And in my experience speaking, you know, just speaking from my level of experience, which is really all any of us can do, right? You can only speak to what you know and what you've experienced. You can't really, you know, you can't just make shit up. Although some people do, uh, but speaking from my level of experience, the government, especially, you know, any, Anybody that's in any position of authority, uh, you know, like a chief of police or, you know, anything like that, uh, in my experience, it just thinks it's hogwash. It's, it's a bunch of baloney. It doesn't exist. Uh, if you start talking to them about Bigfoot, you might as well be telling them that you're looking for Batman out in the woods. Okay. Or Spider-Man or something like that. It's the same level. It's a fictional character. Doesn't exist. It's not real. And you're crazy, you know, and, and with that being said, I'm sure there's some out there that have had their own experiences and do, uh, or they either believe or they're open to the possibility, but they're not really going to talk about it because, you know, they're afraid of ridicule. Uh, they don't want people to, to know about it. Uh, it could uh, adversely affect, you know, your, your career or your, uh, social standing in, you know, in the, uh, in the department. So, you know, I, I'm not surprised and I'm not surprised that it's scoffed at. It's, it's, um, basically, uh, belittled and, and, and poo-pooed. Uh, it's just not something that they want to take seriously. They don't want to think about it. Um, you know, you hear about, like, like I was saying all ago, you know, you can only speak to your level of experience and for somebody, let's say, you know, you're, uh, in charge of some government agency and you've been hunting all your life and you've never seen a Bigfoot, you know, you, you go out in the woods every hunting season for two or three days or however long it takes you to fill your tag or do your, you know, your hunt. And you've never seen anything that would make you, you know, believe that there was any type of creature like a Bigfoot out there. And then all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and says they've seen one, <clears throat> you know, you're probably not going to believe them because of your experiences. You've been out in the woods all your life, never had anything happen to you. You couldn't explain, never seen anything you couldn't explain. You are going to respond at your level of experience, which is none in this category. And you're just going to be, you're going to tend to disbelieve them. That being said, that is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, people who hunt, go out into the woods every hunting season and never, you know, see anything. Therefore it doesn't exist because they don't see it in the week or whatever that they're out in the woods. It must not be there. 
Um, that's, <laughs> that's one of my pet peeves. And that's something, that's a reaction that you hear a lot of, um, when you're, when you're talking to, to people that don't believe, well, I've been out in the woods all my life and I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, um, I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's your experience. You know, somebody else may have a differing experience. I mean, I think we all, um, we can all pretty much agree that uh, a lot of animals make themselves more scarce during hunting season. I know I've certainly ran into that scenario. Um, any, any, anybody that lives in an area that <clears throat> with a lot of deer and a, and a popular deer season can tell you, uh, two, three weeks before deer season, uh, you're, you know, you can drive down any, uh, road, uh, in the evening and probably take out a deer with your car. And then, uh, the day, the morning of uh, deer hunting season, uh, you, may, <laughs> you couldn't find a, a deer, uh, anywhere in the woods on the road. It's like they crawl underground and hide. So I don't know. Uh, I'm just speaking from my experience levels and, uh, I just don't think the government has the ability to track something, uh, like a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch. And, uh, if they did, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand. Why would they? Um, you know, you, you, there's always people that, uh, will, will claim like, well, they don't want people to know the truth because Bigfoot is this or that or whatever. Uh, I don't really think we need government interference for that because I think they're doing a pretty good job of staying scarce, uh, without the government. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it seems weird to me. People will take something they don't understand and just slap, uh, this, you know, it's the government, <laughs> the government label on it, you know, and that's, that's why. Um, and sometimes it's things the government has no, no influence, control or interest in whatsoever. And that being said, you know, the government, I, I personally, I feel like the government has no interest whatsoever in keeping Bigfoot or Sasquatch a secret. You know, I don't think there's any motivation for it. Uh, but that being said, I think there would be some motivation for, uh, an industry or a corporation to keep it quiet, like the logging industry. You know, I'm sure they probably have some reports or experiences from their employees that they probably don't, they don't advertise, you know, they're not gonna, they're not some logging, uh, company, executive isn't going to go running up to the newspaper say, Hey, you know, my guys saw this on our logging site because again, like I said earlier, you know, where's the profit in that you have, you know, you have to kind of look at this thing from the basic human needs of hierarchy. Okay. So people need money. <laughs> uh, they need money to survive. So if, the existence of Bigfoot, uh, might influence their, uh, revenue stream. Yeah. You know, maybe they might be motivated to keep it quiet. Maybe they might have a reason to not share things about it. Uh, otherwise I really don't see a need to keep it quiet other than fear of ridicule or something like that. I think you kind of have to look where there's pride, you know, where, where would it be important to keep something like that private? Don't think the federal government would really uh, care one way or the other. Um, but I think the logging industry might. So I think, and that's, 
the thing about today's society, you know, uh, how many of you have, have read uh, George Orwell's 1984, where, you know, there's like this big brother type government that's, you know, watching and, and uh, in control. And people, ironically enough, say that's where we're going today. Well, that's not necessarily case. Okay, so yeah, you know, you are being spied on, you are being watched, but it's not the government, it's corporations, it's Google, it's Facebook, it's businesses. Businesses are spying on you, not the government. For the government to spy on you, they have to meet a certain criteria. They have to basically present enough probable cause to a judge to have a judge sign a warrant to be able to spy on you. They have to be able to articulate that you're a suspect of a crime or they believe a crime is being committed and have a judge sign it in order to get a warrant or a court order to spy on you. Uh, for Facebook, Google, Twitter, all those other, all you have to do is click yes on the licensing agreement or the, um, uh, what is that thing called? The, the terms, terms of service. Folks, that's all you got to do. Just click yes. Uh, no, no judges, no warrants, no court orders, no, you know, no department of law involvement whatsoever. You just click yes. And those, the, those people are spying on you. If you don't believe me, try a little experiment. Um, take your cell phone out, put it on the table in between you and a friend or a spouse or your partner, whoever. And, um, Start just start talking about something that you would never really uh, have any need for in your common day to day life. I don't know. Just pick something like uh, like if you uh, if you live in Florida, talk about winter tires for have have a conversation about winter tires, like studded tires, stuff like that. Have a conversation about something like that with your with your friend for you know five or 10 minutes, you know, talk, talk about, uh, you know, mention some tire brands, uh, you know, say like, man, you know, those, uh, those, I hear those Blizzx tires are, are pretty good for winter conditions and blah, blah, blah. You know, just, just have a conversation about something you normally wouldn't need or talk about. And, uh, then, you know, uh, open your, your social media up and uh, scroll through there, especially, I think uh, Instagram, I think is probably the biggest I've seen uh, for this. Scroll through there and uh, and you'll see ads for what you were talking about. Uh, also, you know, I've, I've noticed <clears throat> I'll search for something on my work computer and go be, you know, looking through my, uh, my personal phone, my, my cell phone, and there'll be ads for stuff that I looked at on my work computer, on my, on my cell phone, on my Instagram feed. And, uh, you know, that stuff is kind of creepy. Um, I usually, I, I try very hard to keep my personal life off my work computer, uh, just because of the nature of my job, you know, all my, my, um, work electronics, like my work phone, my work computer, it's all, it, it's, you know, it can be, um, subpoenaed basically in a court. So I don't, I try not to do anything personal on my work computers. Uh, but yet somehow I get ads for things that I looked at on my work computer on my personal cell phone. So that's just, you know, 
that's just weird. Uh, I, I don't know how they would do that other than it's some kind of tracking software or something. I don't know. They were like, Hey, this guy is in the same, uh, room or vicinity where somebody is searching for this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but it's kind of creepy and, um, I don't like it. So that being said, uh, you know, I'm not saying the government's your best buddy and you should love your government, although I'm pretty pro government, but, uh, you know, it's the corporations uh, you got to watch out for today because uh, they're they're they want your information. Uh, they use a lot of technology that you wouldn't have, wouldn't even think of <clears throat> to follow you around your day to day life, uh, so they can sell your your data da- data data uh, to companies and market things to you. So I guess my point to all this is <clears throat> is we need to get Bigfoot a cell phone. <laughs> so that we can spy on him and track him. Uh, <clears throat> for those of you out there that have uh, a, a ongoing uh, a gifting site set up and going, um, go, go, buy, go buy Bigfoot um, a, a new smartphone and, and leave it out there for him fully charged. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know, folks. I just, uh, in my opinion, I don't think there's any any grand government conspiracy to keep uh, Bigfoot out of our lives. Uh, I think he does all that uh, on his own. He, like the meme that's going around, says he's the king of so or the champion of social distancing. I have seen that thing pop up in so many of my news feeds. I am sick to death of it. And I can't really think of any other. I don't know, Bigfoot related conspiracies other than, you know, the cover up thing. Uh, there's the, the one about, uh, Mount St. Helens and the bodies that were recovered. But again, that kind of falls into the whole, um, the whole cover up, cover up deal. So, um, I don't know. Um, what, what other Bigfoot conspiracies are out there? I, I kind of at a loss. Um, you know, I guess you could include maybe, uh, the Bigfoot alien connection there uh, that Bigfoot's an alien or something like that. But I don't really count that as a, as a uh, conspiracy. I think that's just more of a uh, point of view, you know, belief on their origin uh, or possible, uh, you know, what they are. So, yeah, I I don't know guys. Um, What else can we talk about? What, uh, give me some ideas for some shows uh, specifically, you know, Alaska based stuff. Um, I've got some ideas for some shows. Uh, I want to do one uh, on the Lake Iliamna monster. <clears throat> I want to do one on, uh, you know, native legends and folklore. Uh, oh, geez. What else is out there? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about on here. I just, uh, you know, I need uh, time and, and preparation to, to sit down and uh, get these episodes in. And, uh, you know, right now it's kind of, I go, I go back and forth with it. Um, on, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, wow, I've got plenty of time to prepare for the show. But again, like I said, I got to split my time between, uh, you know, work, family, uh, and uh, writing my book and uh, actually getting out in the field, which I can't do right now. So I'm hoping maybe I can get a few shows recorded in the next coming weeks. I uh, get a few of them in the bucket and um, ready for release. So it'll give me more time to concentrate on other things. Um, I wanted to um, share... I wanted to share something here. Uh, it just got a review on the podcast on the uh, on the pod on the what is it the podcast app for Apple. Uh, this review was just left the other day. 
Uh, this is from uh, JWMCAW, JW McCall. So uh, he's got him a great big convoy out there. Uh, it's a one-star review. It says, don't bother. If there is a Bigfoot attack in the near future, future, hopefully this host is the victim. JW, thank you very much for the review. I appreciate it. Uh, if any of you other folks want to stop by and leave us a review, I would appreciate it. So again, folks, my name is Larry Beans Baxter. I am your host. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can swing on by the Alaska Watch Facebook page. Uh, you can give us a like there. You can also email me at alaskwatch at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Kenai Bigfoot Research page, research, Kenai Bigfoot Research Group page, and uh, give us a like there. There's some cool photos and stuff up on that page. Also, um, I want you guys to be safe out there. Uh, be careful. Uh, listen to uh, the guidelines that are coming through. You know, if you think you're sick, please stay away from people and uh, keep it squatchy. Uh, drop me an email. If you're bored, if you're spending some time in quarantine, uh, tell me what you want to hear on the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what we can get going here. Maybe we can get, uh, something cool, uh, Alaska related. If you've had an Alaska experience, maybe you can come on the show and share it. Uh, we'll get going. So anyway, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it and, uh, just be safe out there. Okay. Mm-hmm.